All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grease the Wheels. This is your Uncle Jimmy sitting behind the microphone at the Rock and Roll Garage, pumping out the podcast for the technicians out there in the world and anybody else who cares to listen. And now listen up, Greasers. Today's subject uh, is something that I want to talk to you about, and I've spent a little bit of time uh, dealing with it and also thinking about it, is uh, the level of chaos that we have to deal with in the shops that we work in. And I think that you know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna explain myself anyway. You, uh, as a technician, when you show up to work, you really almost have literally no idea what you're gonna have to work on that day. Unless, of course, you have a big project that you started the day before and is still hanging out on your bay. Maybe it's up in the air so somebody else could clean your floor. (laughs) That was kind of a joke. (laughs) You're the one who cleans your floor, we know that. Uh, some shops they clean your floor, right? Some they don't usually do that good of a job. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, don't rip the janitors and the custodians and all the people on the cleaning crews apart, James. Okay, I won't. But sometimes they do a shitty job. Most of the time, though, not too bad. But a lot of times you get to work. A lot of times you show up and you really have no idea what the hell you're going to have to deal with that day. And so, as a technician. You get used to what I call the level of chaos. Now, here's the deal. Uh, you work in, uh, now, there's there's obviously different levels of chaos with different places. And a lot of it is caused by people who just don't know any better. And what I'm talking about when I say people who don't know any better, I'm talking about service managers and shop owners and the dreaded service advisors. Uh, the things that they want you to do or the complaints that they wrote down incorrectly, or maybe even correctly, because I've seen some real doozies lately. These are things that either add to or maintain a level of chaos for you as a technician. Uh, Sometimes what is written on an RO is just ridiculous to the sublime, and you can't even determine what the fucking problem is. And this, of course, adds to the chaos and, you know, because it's your job to solve the problems, to diagnose what's going on. You have to hunt down the person who wrote that RO, typically a service advisor, and you have to collar him and get him off the phone and maybe get him off of Facebook or Instagram or whatever he's looking at on his own cell phone and ask him, hey, idiot, what the fuck are you trying to say here? What is the story? Give me the rest the rest of the complaint here, okay? Because what you wrote down is car doesn't run good. And that's totally and completely unhelpful and adds adds to the chaos of being a technician. Now, if you've been a technician for a little bit of time, you, you already know that you're gonna have to deal with the unknown. Really no other way to say it than that. I mean, it's simple to say you that you know that there's the unknown out there. It's the, it's the great unknown. It's the great. It's the, it's really one of the one of the final frontiers, actually, and, and we have to deal with it every day. And, and if you've been doing it for a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because you come in and there's an RO there, and and before you can read the writing on it, your mind may even race. Sometimes mine does, uh, but I'm usually losing. It's a street race that uh, I can't seem to get ahead of my competition on. But your mind is racing and you look at an RO and you see one, two or three lines, maybe even four lines. And then it says, you know, page two and there's myriad of different complaints there. And you have no idea what those complaints are going to be. Sometimes you hope, you pray and you wish that they're just services because maybe you've had enough bullshit for the day. 
Maybe you've already had your daily ration of shit and you're done with that. And it's only nine o'clock. You really, you walked right into it. You stepped in it. You got to get it off your shoe. You got to get it off your bay. You got to get it out. And then you just want easy stuff to work on. You want gravy. But does that ever happen? Nah, not really. And even if you do get a gravy, even just like a, a, a taste or a little bit of gravy, you know, something that might be simple or easy to work on, there's always what I call, I refer to as, and then. Because you can't have an oil change without and then. No customer in the world has ever gone in and said, hey, I need an oil change. And then they wrote, change oil on the arrow, and that was it. No. Now they came in and they said, oh yeah, I, I need an oil change. And I also have a rattle in the speaker on the left rear back deck when I'm playing War Pigs by Sabbath at max volume. That's and then. And there's always and then. Always. I don't care what your service manager or your service advisor says. They said, hey, can you do this quick oil change? Yeah. What's the fucking and then? There's always and then. It's always something else. That's part of the level of chaos, okay? Now, there are days, and I've you know been around long enough to know, there are days when the chaos is just a static, straight line of bullshit that's coming your way, which is the same as the day before, and it'll probably be the same as tomorrow. But then there's other days, and I think, but I'm not shitting you when I say this, I think they correspond greatly with the cycles of the fucking moon. I'm serious, I, I, I mean this, because the moon makes the tides rise and fall. So if the moon can fuck with an entire ocean, it's not really that much of a stretch to think that it could fuck with a human being, or all of us, because we're like something like 75 or 90% water, I don't know, I, I'm not gonna research that, fuck it. Google it and figure out how much water we're all made of. Uh, some days I pee like a thousand fucking times a day and I, I got no water in me. But uh, <laughs> I still feel crazier than a shithouse rat when the moon is full. And so I think that that's, that helps to contribute to the level of chaos and makes it fucking spike on those days. Also, too, one of the things that I've noticed is, and, and this is honest to God, why I work where I work. I am able to actually keep, and I, well, at least I thought I was able to keep the level of chaos at a very uh, manageable level because I work in a dealership where we work on one brand of cars and typically only work on the ones that are still in warranty. So that weeds out all the other fucking makes that I don't want to work on. So that doesn't attribute to my level of chaos. You know, I mean, I'm not going to be changing the oil on a Chevy Cobalt and then doing a timing belt on a fucking Audi and then maybe doing ball joints on a Toyota. It's just not going to happen to me at the dealership. I'm working on one fucking brand and pretty much all of the problems that I see every day are problems I saw a week ago, two days ago, maybe a month ago. And it's problems that the other guys saw and we all know what's going on with them. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's really working at a dealership kind of is taking the easy way out, okay, as far as being a technician goes. Now, the brand I work for has more fucking crazy stupid options that and we did a podcast on that. 
but I got to tell you, they have some of the dumbest, to me anyway, okay, some of the dumbest fucking shit on the, on the, on the fucking, on the car that has nothing to do with whether or not it can get your ass from point A to point B. I mean, lane change warnings, backup cameras, fucking radios that you can turn up by waving your finger at them and shit. I mean, do we really fucking need all that shit? Are we that fucking lazy? I, I don't know. When I when they bring a car to me and they go, oh yeah, I need an oil change and oh, by the way, my radio won't turn down when I twist my finger in a clockwise motion. I feel like going up and saying, grab the fucking button and turn that in a clockwise motion. Okay, you might have to pinch it with one or two of your fingers, but they and and of course you know the, the line that I get back is well you know I'm paying a lot of money for this car and it should do everything it says it's going to do. And yeah, I can't disagree with that argument at all, and uh, I end up fixing it. And uh, fortunately for me, some of this stuff doesn't break too often. Some of it does, some of it doesn't. There also appears to be some stuff that they can't get right, no matter what fucking year it is. No matter how many times you've had the problem in the past, no matter how many service bulletins and service actions and recalls and campaigns they make, they can't seem to do certain shit right ever. And it's annoying. In my case, it's taillight grounds. I had to rework the taillight grounds on cars built, you know, 28 years ago, all the way up to ones that were built yesterday. Not even kidding you. Can't seem to get it right. And that can actually attribute to the level of chaos, although, however, I'm really, really, really good at fixing taillight crowns, so uh, the level of chaos is actually a lot lower than if I had to fix taillight grounds on an old Chevy plow truck, which I would definitely not want to have to do. And where I'm at now, I'm probably never going to have to do that. Um, if they were to see a truck with a snow plow hang off the front of it, they would stare because they've never fucking seen one because it snows here once every five years and when it does they they stand around with their mouth hanging open and they can't they don't understand what the hell's happening and they it paralyzes them so and i haven't experienced that yet but i'm sure i will someday and when i talk about the level of chaos there is so many factors that can contribute to it or on the other hand also reduce the level of chaos now if you have competent help in your shop or in your dealership, they can remove and and even almost completely eradicate the level of chaos. If everyone in your, imagine this for a second, okay? Because this is not something that's ever gonna happen. So you'll have to imagine it. It's, it's kind of like a daydream or a pipe dream, I guess you would say. Imagine everybody in your building doing their job exactly the way they're supposed to. Fucking imagine that. It's hard, isn't it? Because you've always got, I don't give a fuck how many employees you have. There's always somebody who's not doing their fucking job right. And no matter how many times you tell them, they're never going to do their job right because it's too hard or they don't want to or both. I don't want to do that because it's hard. I get it. I get it. I, there's things I don't want to do to cars because they're difficult to do. And so, you know, I might wiggle and squirm and piss and moan and maybe you know, pop out a few four-letter words. Just a few, Uncle Jimmy? Yeah, a few. You know, over and over again, of course, but a few. There's stuff I don't want to do. There's stuff none of us wants to do. Adds to the level of chaos, makes it go up. But imagine if everybody in your shop, your fellow technicians, 
your lot guys, uh, the guy who takes the garbage out, uh, the guy who's supposed to do everything else, you know, whether it's a service manager or the service advisor. Imagine if these people did their job exactly the way they were supposed to all the time your level of chaos would be a lot lower. You still wouldn't know what, what's gonna be coming through the door. You still wouldn't know that you got a car on the way to you that, that hit a fucking tree and you have to get it running before it goes to the body shop. And yet there's still chunks of wood hanging out of the uh, intake manifold because the tree sheared it right the fuck off and you're not gonna be able to get it running until you replace the intake manifold. But they don't wanna do that right now. They wanna take it to the body shop, have them straighten out the body and then bring it back to you to get it running. Unless they have their own technician, which if you ask me, being a technician and a mechanic, if you will, at a body shop, the, the level of chaos would have to be off the fucking charts for something like that, okay? Because here's a car that three weeks ago was upside down in a fucking pond, okay? They dragged it out, flipped it over, pulled it into the shop. They did all the body work. Maybe they even replaced the carpets. They cleaned the seats. Everything looks mint. Nothing fucking works, and it's up to you. And then the thing that happens, and I know that this ha happens because it has happened to me and it irritated the absolute living fucking shit out of me, is that a car comes in and it's all fucked up because somebody hit something, usually a big bag of fuck, and it's all jaked up and they take it to the body shop and the body shop has the car for three fucking months. You know, they got to put a quarter on, they got to straighten the the unibody or maybe the subframe and they've got to do this they got to do that and then they got to paint it and they didn't paint it right or they didn't do this right they got to pull the glass out they got to put the glass and there's a million fucking things that go on in a body shop that take a lot of time i get it i don't have a problem with that at all okay if you're listening to this and you're a body guy i'm on your side i know that it's hard i've done body work before i'm actually pretty good at sanding shit and getting body panels straight painting not so much okay uh need a little bit more practice in that field and when i say a little bit i mean a fucking lot terrible at painting cars not good at all okay but i i feel your pain and i know what it's like okay but here's the thing that happens you have the car for three goddamn months suddenly one day you finish it all up you, you put the last screw in you put the fascia on you got that all bolted down all the wheels are on it and it runs like shit or it doesn't run at all and they bring it over to my shop and they give it to me and the customer wants to pick it up at five o'clock and the flatbed just dropped it off at 4 30 and i've got to get it running it doesn't fucking run great you waited three fucking months and you have to have the car right fucking now and I just got it 10 minutes ago. Okay, that makes my level of chaos go right through the motherfucking roof. And guess what? As soon as my chaos level hits the roof, it comes right back down again because you know what? I go, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you and your car. Or to quote a friend of mine from my way back, fuck that car. Okay, he used to say that a lot. Only he said it a lot better than I do, so... I got to give him credit for that. No, seriously, that has happened to me. And in one particular case, uh, the body shop did a fabulous job fixing the car. But in the process, and I don't know how the fuck they did this. I really don't. In the process, they drove a three-inch drywall screw right through the quarter panel. And guess where else? Yes, I think you might have heard this story before. Right into the positive battery terminal. So not only is the battery fucking dead now, because that happened probably a month ago. But there's a bunch of systems in the car that didn't like that either. 
And on this particular vehicle, I ended up creating out of thin air a completely new diagnostic bus. Because when I plugged in the uh, tester into the OBD2 port, it just came up tilt. There was nothing there. There was no communications available there. And I found that the circuit that went to all the modules, fortunately for me, there weren't that many. There were only like five or six. The circuits that went to those modules for communication for diagnostics was fucking completely in op. Wasn't gonna work. Was not gonna fucking work. So I scrounged around and got an old uh, harness and made an entirely new D-Bus. And then as soon as I did that, I was able to talk to everything. I was able to straighten out all the other faults the car had. I was able to program it. I was able to get the fucking thing out the goddamn door. And I had to do it the whole time, listening to my service manager and the service advisor go, the guy's here to pick up the car. The guy's here to pick up the car. Well, the car's not fucking done. So that guy should probably not be here to pick up the car. See, that is still yet another fucking thing that adds to the level of chaos, okay? Now, here's my plea, because a lot of times when people have problems, I don't want to hear it, okay? I'll freely admit it. You got a problem? Fuck you. I don't want to hear it, okay? But I don't mind listening to somebody who has a problem if they also have a solution, Is that a novel concept? I really think it is. If you come to me and you say, oh, you know, I can't get this to do this, but I'm going to try this. What do you think about that? I'm going to think, you know what? That's fucking awesome. You you have a problem, but yet you know what you want to try to do about it, and you're just asking for a little bit of input. That's great. You're not really dumping anything on my doorstep. You're not, you know, raising the level of chaos in my little fucking world. That's awesome. If you, and I, I, I implore all of you, I put this out to you, listen, Seriously, if you're a technician, a mechanic, and even if you're not, in your regular life, no matter what the fuck you do, if you sell shoes or you're a doctor and you do open heart surgery, or if you're just a fucking bum on the corner, you know, seeking dimes and nickels, here's the thing. You got a problem, have a solution. Don't tell me about your problem unless you have even, you've considered some sort of a solution. It may be wrong. It may not work but at least you've considered the solution. And that's the problem with America. We have problems, we want other people to fucking solve them. No, 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 no. Stop with that shit right now. Obviously, if you are not a mechanic and you have a problem with your car, we're perfectly fine dealing with that situation because in the end, because you don't have the solution, you're gonna end up paying us because we have the solution. That's how it works. You don't have the solution, cough up. Break out the fucking wallet, get the card out, swipe it, We're going to put it in amount, and it's going to be fair, and it's going to have you fixed and running again. Problem solved, because that's what we do. We're technicians. We are fucking problem solvers. Okay, if you're a technician and you're a problem maker, straighten your fucking shit out right now. Okay, quit adding to my level of chaos or anybody else's level of chaos. Figure out what the fuck to do to solve the problem. Do not take your problems to somebody else and try to dump them on their doorstep. That's the wrong solution. That's the wrong answer. Don't take and ruin somebody else's level of chaos. Make even if you even if your solution is wrong, at least you're trying to do something. At least you're thinking about what you need to do to solve that particular problem. That's how every that uh, let, let me just make this statement really clear, okay? That is how every fucking thing on this planet that was ever invented was for. We did not invent one 
fucking thing on this planet just for the fucking hell of it. We invented it to solve problems. Everything was invented to solve problems. Yeah, some of it got twisted around and is used for entertainment, which is cool because sometimes not being entertained or being entertained, that's a problem. I come home from work. Maybe I want to kick the TV on. I want to watch shit on TV unfold. I want to watch the news. I want to watch Jeopardy. I want to watch Hogan's fucking heroes. I want to see those crazy kids at Stalag 13 running the Nazis back and forth across Germany, fucking them up. Okay, it's a comedy. I want to see that. Somebody invented the TV set so that I could unwind watching shit that I like to watch and making my level of chaos go down. And for that, I am unbelievably grateful. I'd like to find, but I say this all the time. You can ask anybody who knows me. There's a lot of things out there that were invented to solve problems, which are so supremely effective at solving those problems that when I encounter them, I say to myself and sometimes out loud, I'd like to find the guy who invented that and buy him a soda. I'm serious. You know, shit like wire ties and Velcro. Who the fuck came up with that? That's, that is some awesome fucking shit. I would like to find that guy and say, hey, you invented the wire tie? Dude, here, have a soda. Have a, have a, have a Pepsi, man. A Coke, whatever you want, man. Here, here you go, man. Here, cheers to you, pal. That is some next level shit right there, okay? That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. That lowers, that is the kind of shit that lowers the level of chaos, okay? Because I can't even begin to tell you how many times people bring me cars that have the shields that go underneath the car. They ha- they all have them. That, that's why when you drop a nut or a bolt when you're working on the cars I work on, it never hits the floor. It gets itself into some nook and cranny underneath the fucking car on top of a fucking subframe or wedged into some fucking obscure corner of the fucking car that has a plastic shield under it. So even if you could, you know, you can't even see the fucking thing. It might just be sitting there laughing at you, you know. But I find people destroy the living fucking shit out of these shields underneath the cars and they, they they fucking hang down and they flop around and they make noise and they don't know what the fuck it is. They don't remember hitting anything and even if they do remember it, they're going to deny it. So you get up up in the air and you go, oh yeah, the shield's being held on by two fucking screws and that's it. Two screws. That's it. That's all it's holding it on. And so what I do, I pop some holes in it with a little hole saw with a little a little step drill and I throw wire ties in it. And that lowers everybody's level of chaos. Now, this guy can drive his car down the road without hearing the of the fucking shield underneath it. And I, I can get paid a half an hour or an hour for, for tying his shit back up so that it doesn't... And guess what? Everybody's level of chaos goes down. Everybody's level of chaos is suddenly more manageable because of the fucking guy who invented the wire tie. And you know what? When I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to Google that shit and find out who it was. And I'm going to send that guy a fucking gift card to Coca-Cola because I do. I want to buy that guy a soda. And if he's dead, I want to buy his family a soda because I have used wire ties to do so many fucking things. And they're just fucking awesome at everything you use them on. You know, I mean, they're so fucking good that police forces around the world use them for handcuffs. Okay, they're not really super effective at that because you get you get a mechanic like you or me and they fucking throw your hands 
around the back of you and they put them together with a wire tie and when they're not looking we know all we got to do is move a little tab and that fucker's undone and guess what we're spolting out the door we're headed for home hopefully they don't fucking know where home is (laughs) oh god so listen you know you got a level of chaos at work and uh, you know what i was talking about earlier is where i work is dealership i deal with one brand of cars and i deal with newer cars cars that are still typically in warranty unless there's recalls and the recalls never expire so you could and i mean this this is this is the god's honest truth you could it is conceivable to get a car that has a recall on it that was never done that is 30 fucking years old and it's not a lie i've seen it i've seen it and you're obligated to do it and uh you know, a lot of us have those Takata airbags. Uh, we still have the recalls on those. And we'll get cars. I mean, I still get cars that are a good 20 years old now with Takata airbags in them. And they got to go, okay, because they're fucking dangerous. They really are dangerous. I mean, the level of incidences, and I'm not even sure I'm saying that right because it's a little late, but the, uh, the amount of these airbags that blow up and actually cause a problem is infinitesimal. It's very low, okay? But it is a possibility. You don't want to push your luck, okay? Because you can play the lottery and never win it. But you get in a car accident, you got a Takata airbag. It could come at you like a Claymore mine and rip your fucking face off. You don't want that. So get your ass in. You know, check the website, the uh, National Highway Transportation Safety Board website. Put your VIN in, see if you have uh, you, your friends, your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, you know, people you like, people you love. Uh, fuck people you hate, fuck them. Let, let their airbags blow up and take their fucking face off. But the people that you like and love, check their cars for them because they're not going to. And if you know how to, uh, you should definitely do that. I, I actually did do that. Um, I can't make them go to the dealership and get their shit replaced, but I can tell them that they should. And uh, you want to get those things out, okay? Because people win the lottery. And uh, people also have uh, major parts of their body uh, mangled and uh, disabled because of Takata airbags. And, and some people have been killed by them. So get them out of there, okay? Don't let that, don't let that increase your level of chaos, okay? Get, get those folks taken care of. But I will see, I rarely ever see these cars that are that old. So I have limited, I have gone out of my way to limit my level of chaos by working at a dealer. And I'll be honest with you, it's a cop-out. I like working on this brand, and sometimes I get some crazy shit, but for the most part, I've got a pretty good handle on what I'm gonna see. And a lot of times, you know, the rule here at uh, Grease the Wheels is that if they mass produce the cars, they mass produce the problems in many cases as well. You can go in and, and you know, you have a car that's coming in and it's got this problem and you already know what it is. You already know what the fix is. And so that reduces your level of chaos. So this is one of those times where working at a dealer is a good thing. Uh, there's a lot of pros and cons to working at a, at a dealership. And uh, for a lot of people, I know the, the cons far outweigh the pros. For me, it's the other way around. Because I've worked in an independent, and it was a, it was a terrible situation for me. Uh, because when you work in independent, I, I believe, uh, emphatically, by the way, that your level of chaos is a hell of a lot higher because your uh, shop is hung the shield out, hung the, hung, the, uh, hung the shingle out for being an automotive service center, for being a place where cars get worked on and they don't specify which ones they wanna work on and they don't specify which ones they don't wanna work on. And so really literally any pile of shit 
that is rolling around your city or your town or your neighborhood can roll into your place of business, whether you own it or you're just working there, and request any kind of service they want on that car. And the chances are the service advisor or the shop owner will want you to do it. And that in of itself can raise your level of chaos to a fucking all-time high, seriously. Because there is some major league garbage out there running around. Major league. I'm talking cars that that should have been crushed and made into a a small three by three cube a long, long time ago. And yet people are still driving them around and they're dangerous as shit. And, you know, they come in and they want to be able to lock the car. So they, you know, they want you to uh, put a lock cylinder in it. But as soon as you try to pull it in, it it doesn't want to run. All of the warning lights in the dashboard are on and uh, the suspension components are shot. Tires are worn to the cords. The brakes are metal to metal. And they've and 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 like I've said before on this particular podcast, they'll have a child seat in the back seat. And then as far as I'm concerned, that's a good case of child abuse. Okay, so and and that that right there actually will raise my uh, level of chaos to a to a boiling point. I I, I won't be able to handle that. I don't want to handle that. I don't want to see that. If you have kids and you feel like you need to drag them around the planet wherever you're going get something decent or stay fucking home or walk or ride a bike anything because you know you get a car we all know this you get a car it's totally unsafe and you're you'll and and you you know you wrote it up for like a literally a million dollars worth of fucking repairs and then you go to go home and you see that car on a fucking highway next to you going 70 miles an hour i want to pull over and stop and let that son of a bitch go by. Because if he's going to crash and burn, A, I don't want to see it, and B, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be near. And then I don't want to also have anybody come back to say, hey, didn't you work on that car? Well, it crashed and burned and killed 60 people uh, right after you worked on it. You know, I don't want to hear that shit, okay? So if you got some car that's just an absolute piece of fucking shit, back off. Back away. Just step away from that car. Lower your level of chaos and just say, you got to get this thing out of here. I recommend you don't drive it. I recommend highly that you don't drive it, but get the fuck out of here anyway. Don't raise my level of chaos with your lack of maintenance. Don't do it. Now, I've gone on for quite a while about this level of chaos, and I think that you can all relate to it. And, And like I said, if all of your employees at your dealership or your shop were good at what they do, they can lower your level of chaos. And you too also can help them with their level of chaos. And I think if you do, uh, and and this is just a, a quid pro quo thing, if you have a service advisor who struggles sometimes and he needs a hand with something, and maybe he just needs you to look at a car that has a check engine light on and the lady doesn't want to even spend a nickel, you could conceivably, and I mean, Maybe if you're one of these money-grubbing people, this might raise your level of chaos. But if you just scan the car and say, you know what, you need this part, and there's your free diagnosis, okay? And we'll put the part in later, or you can drive it home and let your fucking teenage son try to put the part in, and then we'll pick up the pieces later or whatever. But if you have a service advisor who's gotten himself into a pinch with a customer who has no fucking goddamn money, and he wants to help him out, and you help that guy out, then the next time you need a hand from him or you want him to sell something, you can say, look, remember how I helped you out? Okay, I want you to sell this guy brakes, and I want you to take no for an 
Don't take no for an answer. His brakes are fucking shot. I see this guy driving to work every once in a while. He drives like an asshole. He's always going too fast. He needs he needs good brakes. Explain to him that if he doesn't replace the brakes, I will stop short in front of him someday when I see him on the highway. And then he I will sue him. And I will have the evidence that he ignored the fact that his brakes were fucking shot. So sell him brakes. I'll do them and get paid that way instead of having to hire a lawyer. Because nobody wants to make lawyers richer, do they? No. Nobody does. All right, this is your Uncle Jimmy. I have gone on long enough. I'm going to sign off now. Listen, let me know if you can. I get uh, some feedback, and I I dig it all. Even when it tells me I suck, I still dig that, okay? Because I know I suck. It's just reaffirming what I think when you say I suck. But uh, let me know if you've got a situation that raises your level of chaos, or maybe maybe you have something that lowers your level of chaos. Maybe you, uh, I don't know, acupuncture, alcohol, Drugs, guns, maybe D, all of the above. Maybe these things help you lower your blood pressure and your level of chaos. Let me know what they are. I'd love to hear it. Hit me up on Facebook. We, we are uh, constantly reading that. I think we're logged in 24-7 nowadays. Uh, there's some other sites you can check with us too. Um, I don't personally read a lot of them. I have a job and a life. Not much of a life, but I have a, a good job, so I don't get to spend a lot of time on the internet. Plus, two here, I'm out here trying to help you guys by banging out this uh, podcast, okay? So I'm going to sign off right now. Hit me up. Give me some comments. Let me know how it's working out for you. And until then, we'll see you.